Yeah, one night she's in the building just waiting for you to populate. Go home. Oh, 
All right, we're in the building. You know, a lot of my brothers. And I'm about to hit the button. Give me one second. Make sure you share. And we are here. Looking good. See a couple of y'all in the room right now. Time to blast off. Once again, you're now tuned into the One Night to Show. One night, we do this every Sunday from 4 to 5 o'clock. And once again, we got another hot show for you. It's going down. A lot of things went on during the week, but we got some candidates on the page. It's going to be good. So I'm giving you time to share. All right, everybody share, 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 and share. Right? The more you share, the more people become aware about what's going on. Start your watch parties. Let's get this thing done. I see the room populating. Let me take a look. Cause I always like to see who's in the room. Let me see who's in the room. And I'm cracking the mics. The mics is open. <laughs> greetings, greetings. We here. Sandra in the place. Sandra is here. Stan Morse, you in the place? Yes, sir. Stan Morse in there. Where's Mike Jones? He said, he'll be, a little, he said he'll be a little late because he called the meeting. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then, okay. All right. So we're staying a little late today. All right. Peggy's in the house, one of our guests. Peggy is in the house. We don't always like them to yeah. be like the surprise. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Well, we do advertise, don't That's, we? That is yeah. true. <laughs> There's not really like us. But they never know if they're really here. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. Let me see what's going on. Um, let me make sure I got my notification. All right. Oh, hip-hop. Oh, that's the last notification. Yeah. Hip-hop and politics. Okay. Back to back. Hip-hop, health, and politics. Wow. Stan doing his thing. Awesome mm -hmm. show. All day. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that financial stuff next week. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Two weeks, yeah. Maybe two, two weeks. weeks. Did you guys um get your notifications, by the way? I just want to make sure. Yep. You're alive. Okay. You're good. All right. Sometimes I don't get a notification on that. Actually, I didn't get one. I got the health hip hop and politics. Andre, you got one. Yeah, right? I shared it. Yeah. All right. So I'll probably get one. Gary D, did you get a notification? You might need to scroll it down a little bit. It might already be oh, running. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was until about six hours ago. Five minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Scroll down. Oh, you know, oh, you know oh. how your feed could be your natural feed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we here. Gary Fax, your job is to monitor the chat room today. That's your gig. And I'm going to hit the button. Mm. One, two, one, two, three, and bang. And here we are. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. It's another edition of the One Night Your Show, and I am Rock Logic. And I got Stan Morris in the building. I got Sandrea Coleman in the building. And we're about to have some fun. Uh, a lot of information this week. What did I do this week? Um, not a lot. Um, you know, we, uh, we, we, were, we were sort of going through all the press that was happening from last week's show. We did that. Um, I'm back doing the schools thing, mm -hmm. you know, building studios in the schools. That was sort of like a deal that we, I've been doing. Big shout out to PS354 out in Queens. We just completed their 
podcast program. Awesome. Um, that's awesome. We did a 10 week uh, course. And basically that school purchased all the equipment that you see here wow. for the kids to actually do a professional podcast. And me and Lays Elliot, Professor Lays, right? Big shout out to Professor Lays. We completed the last class. And, and these are four year, these are these are fourth graders. Wow. Yeah, these are third and fourth graders. That's important. And we taught them how to use the Roadcaster Pro and how to broadcast on 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 the um on the broadcasting software, right. and that was the culmination of the class. And everyone had to do a three-minute podcast. That's, that's, and that was like the little, you should film that. We should show that. That's I great. Got, I actually have it all sort of taped, and yeah. I'll edit something together. Yeah, that's great. Um, inadvertently, what did that do? That promoted public speaking. Yeah. Right? Always. We didn't know that that's what it was going to do. Right. We sort of just saw a podcast. But then you realize you're teaching them how to speak publicly, how to project. Absolutely. Right? How to address an audience. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it really yeah. was a very, very successful program. Producing and all that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, we had the producer. We had the yeah. director. Right. We had the engineer. Yeah. Right. We had the two hosts. Mm -hmm. And they were doing it all by themselves. Right. Without, I just stood there and just watched by the time we got to the end of that. So big shout out to the Busy Bee Podcast PS three fifty four. Nice, nice little name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It was a busy podcast. May they have longevity in that venture. Wow. Absolutely, Sandra. What's going on with you? What was the week about? Oh, uh, my week was always uh, busy and blessed, and uh, you know, uh, God is awesome, even when people so mess. But uh, that kind of rhymes. Happy Father's Day yes. to, <laughs> to all the men right here. Uh, I, uh, I don't know, Gary. I don't know. No. no? Okay. So, okay. But no, you're probably fatherly in some kind of way. Uh, you know, um, okay. <laughs> All right. You're going to be like Al Pacino, one of them. <laughs> be in your 60s. I don't know. <laughs> joke, joke. But anyway. <laughs> But um yeah, and uh, Mike Jones is not here, but he's a dad too. Yeah, so yeah, 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 Sugar Ray and all. I mean, we 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 know a lot of uh, great dads and people that are just operating in that uh, move, as well as uh, one of our guests that's on Zoom. So happy Father's Day to all the men. Thank you. Uh, once again, uh, my day to day during the week is making sure residents, you know, needs are met. Um, I'm not a resident council president, but to be clear, you do not need a title to do the work. And, you know, we just have to continue moving and operating in our gifts, right? Because Absolutely. when you are given some things to do and they come in your way, in your place, in your space, you know, what we do, as, especially people that have a history of volunteerism, which I do, um, and others, you know, we just, we act, you know, and we come alongside the community. So shout out to all the comrades that's doing the work. I appreciate you. Yes, well, yes, well, yes, yes. You know, Homes Eyes of Coalition, we sued NYCHA, so... Uh, but anyway, moving forward, um, Wednesday, I had the pleasure of sitting in a five and a half full board community board meeting, five, five and a half, and a half wow. plus hours, yes, in minutes. And it was long. Um, I'm one of the co-chairs of the Social Justice Committee. My other uh, co-chair is Sarah Chu. And we also had an action um, we put forth a resolution, it was passed. So it's, so it's usually passed in the committee meeting and then it has to come to the full board. That's how community boards work. And we passed a resolution regarding AI, which is artificial intelligence. Mm. So, and it went out to elected officials. So we're hoping that they could be banned. Um, if y'all didn't know, Google banned the scan. That's something very important. You know, right. as I said before, your key fobs, every every swipe, everything you're doing, somebody's watching you. And, and some of the surveillance actually impacts us negatively, especially mm. black and brown people. Yes. Um, 
So with that um, said, so I'm gonna jump into Saturday. So Saturday was Juneteenth, as we know. Yes, yes thank God. Was, yes, uh, uh, very important uh, day. Uh, and um, the Homes Eyes of Coalition, we fed the community on that day with right. our faith-based organizations that come alongside us. It was extremely hot yesterday, I must say that. And um, I actually voted yesterday early. And okay. it was significant to me as a Black woman to vote on Juneteenth because I know that my ancestors didn't have that access to vote. Right, right. My ancestors were in bondage, right. you know. So it meant a whole lot. And I, I actually waited you know, for that day to go out and vote. And I wanted there to do go. it in the morning, but I got a little tied up. So um, we're thankful that it's a federal holiday, right, nationally, because right. some states were celebrating it, but some wasn't. Now it's across the board. I also ran into my brother, Calmy, uh, who is here, you know, but okay. uh, DL, district leader, uh, Keith Lilly, and other, you know, familiar faces out there, you know, just trying to go in and vote at Jackie Robinson. I also dropped by a baby shower, which was really nice. I didn't stay fully, but it was really beautiful on the grounds um, in Stanley Isaacs Park. We have a hockey rink over there as well. That's ran by the Parks Department. And I did a little footage on the One Night Your Page just to show that residents, how they can come together. I mean, this lady really transformed that park for her daughter, hmm. uh, um, baby shower. Um, and I concluded my day emceeing the vigil um, at Upper East Side for Black Lives Matter. Of course, we discussed Juneteenth. Is it like a hockey ice rink or is it like the It's a roller? hockey rink. It's a roller rink, yeah. Roller. Oh, yeah. I got to go roller skate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Actually, Council Member Ben Kalos has done it every year i don't know if he hit it this year but he's done it every year he actually hires a dj and everything right. oh wow yeah and, that's and dope. we and we just you know people are out there and with the, you you roll away you do that yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. i might have to push him to do it then again because he's been doing it every year for us out there oh god that's and dope. anybody could come anybody could show up oh yeah i put on my skates and get down you oh, know yeah, what I'm saying? it's I'm, nice i'm I from watched, the 70s baby yeah. you know what i'm saying i'll have to roll a disco and, right, I, and I watch there. it and I be moving. I'm not, I'm not on those. And, and actually, they actually supply state skates for the kids okay. and people great. too. And then, you know, someone like yourself, if you have your own right. blaze, you know, blaze, you're going to come out. But if yeah, not, they have it for you. So that's really good. And okay. to, um, lastly, today marks um, 348th day. Uh, we asked for BLM. We have been assembling every night there since June 2nd, 2020. Wow. So that's, that was my week. That's excellent. Jump, jump. Stan Moss, what's the deal, Stan Moss? Um, definitely been a busy week, but before I get into the week, I do want to uh, say um, I did get a phone call uh, from Miss Cynthia Tibbs, and um, I just want to say to any NYCHA resident, um, it's not cool to run up on any resident council president or run up on anybody. Um, if you don't like what the resident council president is doing or whatever the case may be, you have the option to run yourself down the road. But actually attacking people, is not what's happening, you know? So I just want to say what I said was that there are some, mm -hmm. and there actually are some, mm -hmm. and um, especially since I work in Queens, and I know some of those resident council mm -hmm. presidents, but there are some who are receiving money to push this blueprint. Mm -hmm. I didn't say they're all doing that. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in favor of the blueprint, then probably you're not one of those people, mm -hmm. you know? So, but if you are, if you're a resident council president and you are in favor of the blueprint, mm -hmm. we do have to look at you and yeah. figure out what your motives are right. and what you're really trying to do, you why know, and, happen, and why is it happening? So why that's really happening? all I was trying to say. And I'm um, as an organizer, mm -hmm. I'm dealing with resident council presidents who support mm -hmm. the blueprint, right. you know, and, um, and as an organizer, I'm going, I'm challenging them. Find I first I'm trying to educate first to right. see well, how much do you really know about it, right. and then sitting down and talking with some of them, we find that some of them nobody really knows as much as they mm -hmm. thought they knew, mm -hmm. and then they become open to 
may be changing their positions. And there's others, like in Queensbridge, there is no resident council president. Right. You know, so how are we pushing the blueprint over there? And then right. you have um, in Astoria houses, the resident council president doesn't even live there. And these are known facts. But mm. this person is pushing the blueprint. Mm. So when you see these kind of things happening, you know, mm. you have to, as an organizer, as somebody from the mm. community, right. and somebody who grew up in NYCHA, right. you know, I've been hearing these rumors since I was a kid, you're gonna you're gonna say something, you know, because if you don't say something, mm. you're doing a community a disservice. Mm. So I just well, want to say, I shot you an article too, like from what somebody got arrested for taking funds, right? So, you know, so it's so, it's yeah. happening, you know. So, but again, I do do not under mm. no circumstance mm. condone violence. Don't take any words that I say mm. or any words that any of us say on the show, mm. and then go out and go half cocked and, mm. and approach people and do some things that you shouldn't right. be doing. So I don't condone that. I'm sorry that happened, you know, mm -hmm. but I still stand by the fact mm -hmm. or the statement that there are some, mm -hmm. not all, but mm -hmm. some who are supporting the blueprint and who are being financially compensated for doing so. Wow. And I just, I just want to sort of tag into that a little bit. Just because they support the blueprint doesn't mean that someone took money. Right, that's also true too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They might actually go, I like the blueprint. Right. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's not, yeah, I just wanted to kind of, you know, tie that, you know what I'm saying? And once again, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah. we're not down with any yeah. violence right. towards no, anyone and, under those no circumstances. And you know what's real is a thief is a thief and an opportunist is an opportunist. Right. And that's, that's just it. So that goes that goes anywhere, in any, any, any part of life, right? But I, what I want to ask you is, the, you mentioned that somebody doesn't live there. So, they're probably still holding the apartment in the leasey. Yes, what, that's, I, what or, I understand what is you, that they um they moved their family in, mm -hmm. you know, and this particular individual moved out, right. and I think lives um uh, maybe on Long Island at right. this point. I'm hearing this. But from she's the probably leasey, probably. She's still probably holding the lease to, oh, uh, to hold mean, that position, possibly. I mean, I'm not. She could be, you know. Mm -hmm. But the point, I guess, why the residents are so upset, you know, mm -hmm. I was in the Soviet houses for the last uh, week uh, talking to residents. We have an event coming up on Monday at Radio mm -hmm. Park located at 27-50 uh, First Street okay. at 6.30. And uh, we're gonna be educating those residents because they wanna know mm. how a decision is being made on their behalf okay. by somebody that's really not present in mm. the community. Mm. Uh, and it's so unliked and unwelcome that this person has to come with a police escort just to go through the development that this person wow. is a resident council president for. You know, So when you have situations as crazy as that, uh, we cannot remain silent, not when decisions are being made. Mm -hmm. And this development already has an infill. They took the plate, they took a parking lot. They're going to build a high-rise development mm -hmm. within a NYCHA development mm -hmm. that NYCHA residents can't live in. You know, so the residents are on, in, a, in an uproar because how are these decisions being made on their behalf yeah. for somebody that's really not in their community anymore? Right. You know, so this is some of the things that are happening. You know, how can okay. Queensbridge not have the largest housing development in the country doesn't have a resident council president, but the resident council president that was there mm -hmm. is still running around acting as such and wow. is in favor of the blueprint. Okay. You know, so when you have these things happening, you know, as an organizer, which I am first, more than I'm a guy on the show, I right. organize and, right. and we have to speak out when we see these things yeah. happening. So for the people. don't want no one getting hurt. You know, mm -hmm. uh, if you're a council, if you're a resident and you don't like what your resident council president is doing, you have the option to run yourself. You know, don't go in the streets attacking people, you know? Yeah. So that's really all I have to say on the subject. Okay. I hope we can move on yeah. and we got a lot of work to do. We right. need not be distracted, mm -hmm. you know, Ooh, by you sound individual, a biblical. You know, <laughs> individual, individual fights amongst ourselves uh, when our biggest enemy is NYCHA mm -hmm. trying to privatize yeah. and take us over. Yeah. So, you know, let's get back to the, the fight that we're it all in. Takes us all to get it done. Absolutely. Get into it. So, special guests.
Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, I, I gotta do it. I got I do ladies first. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and we uh-huh. in the studio, right? Uh-huh. Please let them know who you are and why you're here and what it's about. And we're glad to have you on the show. Thank you for having me on your podcast, Uh, Sandrea. It's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I am here because I believe that change is necessary. I believe that as much work as is being done at the moment for the NYCHA residents, I believe there is so much. Hold on. You didn't even say your name. My name is Peggy. She know the flyer. She, she went right to the. She went right to the. You know, to uh, yeah. the meat and potatoes. This yeah, she's like, flyer. I'm getting right to it. Uh-huh. Absolutely, yeah, there's no, no. a lot to be said, and I think okay. information is more important than who I am. Right, My right. name, for the record, is yeah. Peggy Morales. Because we do want to vote for you. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. and, and that would be wonderful. But right. whether I get voted back in or not, mm-hmm. I'm still going to do the work because before right. I'm anything, Thank you. I am an organizer. I'm an Woo! activist, and I am someone who works for the people of my community. Mm-hmm. So it won't matter if I have the title or not. Yes, absolutely. The title is an incidental the rest Ooh. is the work that i have to do the work talk work. about it so um again peggy morales mm-hmm. i am currently the district leader for the 68th assembly district part b mm-hmm. and it has been an honor to serve i have been entrusted with this responsibility since 2009 wow. i've done a lot of work uh behind the scenes i'm not a very public person i don't do the photo ops on facebook instagram i believe in protecting people's privacy Mm. the people that i have helped you'll never see them on my facebook page because Mm. that's that's not relevant what's relevant is that the work is getting done that these people appreciate the work that's getting done and that they are enabled and that they are being facilitated to take the next step to get out of whatever situation they're in so that's that's what gives value to the work that i do and I've been doing it successfully since then. Um, I'm really pleased to say that I worked for NYCHA for 11 years. Oh, okay. So I had skin in the game. So I know exactly <laughs> what's at stake when we talk about the blueprint, when we talk about the community. What did you do in NYCHA? I started out as a community coordinator, and then I was promoted to a borough administrator. Wow. Okay. So okay. It's, um, it, okay. It, it was a lot of hard work. Um, I was always pro-tenant, um, sometimes uh, at, at the risk of... <laughs> getting myself thrown out. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you know, you, you have to be right and you have to be honest. Yeah. Um, I can recall a lot of times when I was sent out with a message that I would not give because mm. it wasn't the right message and it wasn't mm. the true message. So that, that compromised my position many Morris. times more often than I can say. But um, having said that, I, I believe that NYCHA residents deserve better. I believe that no one should be relegated to living in those conditions. I don't believe that people, um, deserve to be treated this badly. They are marginalized people, our city, our state, our federal government has not really done their homework and really invested in improving the quality of life for these people who are good people, decent people who work hard, who wanna raise their families. The housing authority, NYCHA, as we know it, that is the last bastion. At the end of the day, this is the only place left where people who are of low income, middle income, working class can live. Right. And Facts. we need to do better. We need to do more and we need to do it for them. Because I've had skin in the game, I know exactly what's at stake. As I stated earlier, I worked for NYCHA for 11 years. And as a district leader, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of the families who are living in the worst conditions I have ever seen. I can't imagine how they they survive day to day. So wow. what would we what 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 would you want to do to fix these things? Or are there programs that you want to implement into some of these situations? For instance, let's take uh, maintenance of the building. Now I remember 
uh, NYCHA, it used to be that your apartment got painted like every two years, yeah, every yeah, year, yeah, right? Every three years. And yeah, yeah and, used and to be. It, yeah, it used to be, right? <laughs> you know, the guy was pushing around the shopping cart with the paint stuff and he was sure. going, right? And, and a lot of programs got stripped away mm-hmm. from NYCHA that were basically maintaining NYCHA. Sure. Right? So, what would be the fix? Where, where could we go to say, okay, you know what? Because uh, it starts with maintenance. Right. It starts it with maintenance. It does. And that's the biggest problem with these apartments. They're not maintained. And then the people that are supposed to be maintaining these apartments are subpar contractors. <clears throat> Absolutely. Correct. Not even employees of NYCHA, but Correct. subpar. Okay. So how do we fix this? Where do we go? Okay. I want to say two things. First of all, as far as the maintenance department for the entirety of NYCHA, I take my hat off to them. They can only work with what they're given. Mm. You don't have the resources and you don't give them the tools or you don't give them the training. You can have a million people working within the maintenance department. If they don't have what they need, they cannot get their job accomplished. Mm. So I won't put this on their shoulders. I will put this, however, on the shoulders of the people making the decisions, which are the people holding the strings to the money. They tie this money to these private contractors. They subcontract the stuff out. And a lot of times, either A, it gets done in a substandard manner because it's NYCHA after all. Mm -hmm. You know, it got painted. Who cares? And or... It gets, it just goes ghost. It disappears. What I mean by that is the money is allocated. The money is designated to contractor A, B, or C. And that work never comes to fruition. And the money disappears. And we're back to square one. Everyone, the residents, the maintenance department is tired of hearing this story. I can't tell you how many times the ball got dropped yeah. where this did not happen, where, you know, the paint job didn't happen. The cabinets didn't come, the wall or the ceiling didn't get fixed or repaired. Now the, the apartment is littered with mice and rodents and, and, and vermin and all types of things. They have children who have asthma. They have children yeah. who are dealing with whether it's an educational a handicap or some other co- form of a handicap. And here we are still dealing with why is my ceiling a gaping hole with water leaking from mm, the apartment absolutely. above the monies were allocated. I don't believe that the monies were the issue. I don't care how much money you throw at NYCHA. I don't think they're capable of fixing the problem because you need to gut the entirety of NYCHA. Mm-hmm. It won't change unless you change the leadership. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the chairman because that's a figurehead. Are it's we going with that else. drain the swamp thing? Actually, well, drain the swamp. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell it like it is. I don't even know that it's about drain the swamp because you have a lot of people within the ranks of the management team that know how to get the job done, but they're barred from doing it because of the people above them. Mm. So, you know, there's this little pecking order, this hierarchy that is insane. And what it does is it prevents the upward mobility of these developments. It prevents people from actually improving their quality of life. It prevents people from living in decent standard conditions. And that's not fair. Enough of the excuses. We need to get it done. So if that means getting rid of some people who are making bad choices, then let's do that. Let's do that. You know, you have to break some eggs in order to make an omelet. It's just the way it happens. So so as a district manager, uh, district leader, um, what is what can what can be what can you do in your official position to make some of these things happen? Well, let me answer that by defining what my role is exactly, because as a district leader, I am an apparatus of the Democratic Party. Essentially, what that means is. I get to have direct access to my city council person, my state assemblyman, my state senator, and my congressman. So 
I find out what's going on on the ground and I bring it to them. Essentially, as far as power, resources, and office staff, what have you, that is non-existent within the role of a district leader. And many people don't know that. Mm. So they look to us and they say, well, what do you do? We do a great deal because we do the bulk of the grunt work. Mm. So when we bring an issue to any one of these entities, we expect it to get addressed. And our job is to do the follow-up. Our job is to make sure we circle back and we continue to engage them in the conversation so that the job can get done, the problem can get addressed, and the residents can get what they need. So it's almost like being a liaison Precisely. between the people and the politicians. Basically. Correct. Okay. Okay. All Correct. Right. All right. Okay. Yeah, all right. That, well, that's that's a powerful position. <laughs> yeah, that's a very powerful position. Mayor, a lot of folks don't know. Mayor about. Dinkins came through that path. Right. Right. So yeah, don't sleep on him. It's unpaid, right? Unpaid. Dad, thank you. Wow. Hold on. Wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, you don't get no dough. Oh, I didn't mention that part. No, oh. you missed that. You listen. <laughs> Peggy, let's talk here. Hold on. Okay, so that's a very important part. Let me be very clear. Right Please. now, there are people seeking to behead one another for these seats. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is essentially a training ground for mm -hmm. city council, state assembly, state senate, Congress, whatever you want to do. It's as like an launch. internship. It's like an internship, a, a proving ground, if you right. will. Yeah. Right, okay. But once you're done with mm -hmm. this, you can tackle just yeah. about anything. This mm -hmm. is where Scott Stringer started. Yeah. This is where Inez Dickens started. Mm -hmm. And these are people who I've worked with, people who I know, people who I admire, whose work ethic is remarkable. Yeah. So this is where it all begins. Mm -hmm. So this is where the tires meet the road, so yeah. to speak. And there is no salary involved, but people yeah. are willing to take each other's heads off for yeah. these seats mm -hmm. because mm. I prefer influence and power to money. Right. There you go. That's yeah. big. Okay. All right. Okay. Community boards. You know what? Too. Yes. Community boards too, right? Yes. Power is everything. Peggy. Yes. Community yes. boards too. Power yeah, allows access. I was also okay. a community board right. member See? for many yeah. years. Right. I said that's several another boards factor. in the yeah. community. So yes. That's another fact. Absolutely. Some, some some go that route. Absolutely. Let's get to uh, now we have another guest, <laughs> right? I mean, just, listen, I learned a lot just a, min, uh, just Ooh, a few minutes ago. You know, and I'm like, no dough. Mm -hmm. No dough. Yeah, but, that means you got to have dedication. But of course. That, yeah, that is about, that, yeah. about doing the work. You got to be about doing it's the work. It's about the people. Right. right. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah okay. right. That's great to know. Who we got? So, Who we have? next guest up, we have introduce ah. yourself. Introduce <laughs> yourself, please. Hello, everyone. Thank you guys for having me. Peace and grace and blessings. And mm. as to see my my soon-to-be co-leader, Peggy Morales, there. My Great. name is Kelmy Rodriguez. I'm running to be the next district leader in the 68th Assembly District Part B. Um, I'm a big-time community advocate. I have a lot of experience in city government. Mm. I've worked in the private sector. I worked in the public sector. I'm an eviction prevention specialist. Mm. That is where my heart is at. Mm. I've saved approximately 2,700 apartments in the East Harlem area alone wow. over the course of nine to 11 years. Wow. And it's a personal thing for me. Because I was homeless at one time. Mm. Wow. Wow. I'm a strong advocate of public housing. I am a Carver resident. Okay. okay. Right across the street from Mount Sinai Hospital. I know what it is when your pipes are broken because my pipes are broken. I know what it is when your ceiling falls down because guess what? I don't have a ceiling. You cut, wow. I bleed. And that's a mentality that we have to have. Wow. Wow. The, okay. wow. the race I'm running for, like Peggy highlighted, is an unpaid position. Wow. We get no salary. However, as my future co-leader stated, a lot of people look at the power and the influence. Mm. I'm seeking this position. It's not because I want to just serve as the, the 
the apparatus of the Democratic Party because this position has room for a lot of opportunity when it comes to resources for the community. Mm-hmm. Because every elected official needs a district leader. Right. Now, if the people elect me, I'm no longer a chihuahua. I'm a pit bull. Right. Okay. Okay. And if my people don't have what they need, when we bring it to your attention, I'm biting. Ooh. Right. The reason why I'm running to be the next district leader. Fortunately, the person who's held the seat for approximately 20 years mm. hasn't done much with it. There's a lot of missed opportunity, and I will not speak ill of anyone. I just mm. say that this has been an administration of missed opportunities. And to be honest with you, that part of the district mm-hmm. has got that far, I think, because of that one wheel that's right in front of you. Okay. So, so Peggy. So what, de- what developments do you, is in your district? What are the developments? Developments would be Metro North, mm. Washington Houses. Mm. We're looking at Jefferson. We're mm. looking at half of Lehman. We're looking mm. at Tyano Towers. We look at 1990 Lexington and a little small rehab uh, nature developments within the neighbor, uh, neighboring um, developments I named. Okay, wow. interesting. All right. I work with some residents in Jefferson Houses. That's mm-hmm. that's that's good to know. Kim, it's good to Kim know. Yeah, Kim Tyree's from Jefferson Houses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shout out, one, one thing I failed to mention, I'm also the president of 700 Strong Voices. Okay. And you guys all know the work that we have done. Yes, yes, nature. yes, yes. yes. Please talk a little more about that. We heard Amazing. so much about 700 Strong and, um, your attempts to actually approach NYCHA and um, put yourself in a position to do this work and NYCHA is saying no, that they don't want to do that. Uh, so can you, can you talk a little more about 700 Strong and the great work you guys are doing? Well, you know, I, I was proud that recently I was, had the opportunity to, sit, to stand with Chuck Schumer, Richie Torres, because we've been in the forefront of fighting for NYCHA for years because okay. the, the majority of our membership are from NYCHA, the NYCHA residents former NYCHA residents that were able to build skilled trades and companies and give opportunities to NYCHA residents. So we came up with a program using the Section 3 program, which everybody fails to talk about, which was to give opportunity to residents to work in the development, working on capital projects. We're not talking about maintenance. This has nothing to do with maintenance. We're talking about the ceiling that's collapsing, the roof that is leaking, but the whole program entailed us getting NYCHA residents who are interested in receiving a skilled trade, getting service certified, receiving prevailing wages to work on their own developments. No else, their own developments. And the whole goal of it was to give them a sense of ownership, a sense of pride. Mm-hmm. It was to co- help curtail some of the undesirable behaviors that some of our neighbors practice. And the same token, it will cut down recidivism. Because if you have a steady paycheck with prevailing wages, you don't have time to get in trouble. We mm-hmm. sat down even with Lynn Patton in the housing urban development. We sat down with the highest levels of nature and none of them seemed to be interested. You know, housing urban development, they were like, wow, you guys came up with this, but this sounds great. But ultimately the buck stops at nature mm. and nature was not interested. We, we wow. got spun around for a couple of years. Um, some of the program that we, we highlighted, we highlighted to them, they went and they, they started using it their own way. Their own, excuse me. They started using them themselves. Thank God that they give them the whole printout of the program. If I was to say and tell you that we could fix that roof up there, right behind you, Stan, for, for maybe $6,000, and that roof right. will never leak for the next eight years, mm. you wouldn't believe me. But meanwhile, NYCHA is subcontracting people to pay them millions to fix that roof right, right on top of you. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this is where the money goes and the work never get done. There you have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nitrous wow. Nit- too top heavy and also the subcontractors are overpriced. And wow. what the numbers we were looking at, they were overpricing four or five times the value. Mm. So let me ask you, you I, mean, I know their numbers like 40 billion or something to that effect um, for to repair nights. Is that is that a real number or can it be done for much less than that? Well, to be honest with you, I believe it could be done uh, for much less than that. Save money mm. at the same time, giving prevailing wages to residents. We could use that money to feed people, mm. to maintain the grounds and to change and curtail the violent crimes we have going and raise our culture to what nature really was. Many people don't know, have no idea of the history of NYCHA. NYCHA was built and formulated for World War II veterans. Right. They had programs. They had financial literacy programs. Right. They have federal credit unions. They have social services, home buying programs. We got none of that. Right. Not even a simple repair right now. So the years have gone and NYCHA has divested. Let's be honest, my brothers and sisters. If I leave you starving and all of a sudden I come up with a crumb, you're going to be grateful for what I've done. Exactly what happened. Right. Yeah, sure. And that's what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, some of that money, y'all got to look towards the Hudson Yards. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because the uh, the real estate developers and stuff, some of that NYCHA money was used to leverage and build the Hudson Yards. You got to look in these other developments. Like, if you follow the money, you'll know it. it does. Trust me, it doesn't go ghost. It goes somewhere. And what I'm telling you is I would turn towards the Hudson Yards to see where some of your NYCHA dollars is going because a lot of your residents help build the West Side. That's what I'm telling you for a fact. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's insane. And I guess by them denying you, I mean, we all know what their true intentions are, but you put it out there very clearly, you know? So if they had any real desire to do anything really good and offer jobs to people, mm-hmm. you know, in NYCHA and have those folks fixing it up, that sounds like the perfect plan. And for them not to do that is insane. And, and we get this money from Chuck Schumer, you know, which we're supposed to get, then uh, we need to really um, make that, 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 that program happen. Where we actually too. follow through on that and really, really do it. Cause that money- How much are you looking for? Um, he wants, he's trying to get 80 billion for public housing throughout the country. If he gets 80 billion, then New York gets 40 billion. The 40 billion would be enough, you know, according to this number to fully fund and repair NYCHA. So it's very important that the Definitely. infrastructure bill goes through. And yeah. then we need to turn to people like 700 Strong to do that work mm-hmm. instead of giving yeah. the money tonight to where right. it may go missing and nothing gets done. To, to be honest with you, I'm not sorry to cut you off by you. We don't even want the money. We just wanted to administer the program mm. to show them how to put this program into effect. We don't right. want nothing. We just want a better nature. Right, 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 right. I'm going to hit the chat room with Tamika Mapp. And she said... What are your positions on community engagement and how will you foster it in the community to unite us? Tell me you want to take that or do you want me to answer? <laughs> I, I could take that. It's not a problem. First and mm-hmm. foremost, the same way each and every one of the candidates can knock on doors to go get signatures to ask for you to vote for them is the same way they can knock on the door to build that community engagement. You know, we have to go with this old fashioned model of community engagement by physical contact. It's not social media. If you look at our community and the dynamics of our community, we have about 40% senior citizens in our community that are not IT sufficient. They do not know how to use the internet. They do not know how to use Mm. social media. So this has to be something where you are actually reaching out, extending yourself to bring them into meetings, to let them know what's going on around. 
create newsletters, create meetings amongst different associations, like neighborhood black associations, do nature developments. That is the way you're gonna promote community engagement that's gonna be good for each and every one of us. Not just for the younger generation, not for these millennials, not for the socialists, but also incorporating the senior citizens. Amen. Amen. I'd like to add to that if I may. Yeah, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think Kelvin is on the right track and I'd just like to piggyback off of what he just said to highlight the fact that we need to somehow find a way uh, well beyond knocking on doors, even though that's extremely effective and it's a real tool when you're doing grassroots engagement to get young people re-engaged in this process. They've been marginalized for so long that they've sort of given up and now they be, they've become disinterested, if you will. So they've disengaged and that disengagement is hurting us as a community. What we need to do is consider how do we reignite that fire in them so that they can vote because one of the things that they don't understand that I believe that they neglect to, to really look at very carefully is the fact that if they all came together and they decided to back one candidate, they could literally run the city council, mm. assembly, mm -hmm. and the Senate of the 68th assembly district. Young people have a tremendous amount of power that is untapped. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that some of them are listening to this message because <laughs> if they decided to engage in the process of mm -hmm. their civic duty, which is voting and deciding what candidates to support, we would be a very different community and the accountability would be very different and it would rise to a very different level. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we need the youth. I was yeah. actually out in the story. Um, we have a lot of young people coming to this meeting because um, we were actually, actually canvassing. We were knocking on doors at first, but, you know, we figured, you know, we're going to talk to the people on the, on the park bench or talk to them in front of their building. And, um, and they listened. Some did, some didn't. Some were like, yo, dude, what are you talking about? And they didn't want to take a flyer or nothing like that. But a lot of them did. You know, so we're going to have a young rapper um, come out with a couple, couple other rappers from Astoria Houses, and we're hoping that that will bring these young people out. You know, because at the end of the day, they may not think this problem is their problem, but if that apartment goes, they go too. And uh, they have to be aware of that and be, and be made, no, be, uh, have that be known, and uh, hopefully they take heed. I mean, I think some of the things that we have to do with the young people um, is we, you got to remember, other cultures promote politics uh, at home, and it's early, it's ingrained in you early, right? right. Um, other people, uh, other cultures, they'll have the young people do debate teams, right? Where they participate in some form of grassroots politics right. created as a, as, a, as, a, as a course, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you get them and you create these debating teams, right? You know, and you have one housing development against another housing development, and they're gonna argue their point on whatever that point may be, well, you start to get an action going to pique their interest to get them involved in politics. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? That's where that has to start. By the time they get to the point that they're 17 or 18 or 19 or 20, they're pretty disenfranchised at that stage of the game. Yeah. And now you gotta, you have a, uh, 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 it's a steep road, it's, it's uphill. Very much so. But if you're starting them out, and, and this is why we have to plan for the future and plan for generations, right? It's generation, generational planning right? that we might not see in our lifetime, but it will change our situation. If you're starting them out from first grade and second grade, third grade, when they're first into school, and one of the things that you're teaching them 
is politics, mm -hmm. the power of politics, Absolutely. what it means to be in politics. Absolutely. Now we've changed things. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I just want to, I'm going to give myself some. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, and, and a real clap, right? That's right. That's very good. Very good input. Yeah. So let me ask you guys about the, speaking on the youth and um, violence and NYCHA, um, a lot hmm. of these NYCHA developments are having fights and wars against one another. What can you guys do as district leaders to help calm some of that down so we can and put some of the violence away in our community? Kelmi, I'm going to take the lead on this one if it's okay. Yeah, I'm right behind you. One of the things <laughs> that I have found was very, very effective was um, the point at which the gun violence in my immediate community got out of control and I took a step to engage the parents along with the young people, along with the local law enforcement. Mm. I brought them all together. It was a very trying, very difficult meeting, um, to say the least. Initially, it was an uphill battle to get everyone to the table to really talk about why they were so disappointed, why they were so angry, and why they felt that there was no real solution in sight. But one of the things that came out of that meeting, the, the, the takeaway was parents got involved. We started a neighborhood watch. And that's something that I think would be extremely effective within the NYCHA developments. When parents are on the street watching and canvassing and paying attention to what's happening, there's a lesser likelihood that things are going to grow out of control because they're there to sort of put in the, the stop measure. Right, to right. say, okay, you know what? This is escalating. It's, it's now going where it doesn't have to. Right. Um, and that I found was a very effective tool. Working with the, and I, and I have to credit Captain Caban because he is extraordinary. He left our precinct as a deputy inspector and I wish him well wherever he is. But this man, deputy inspector, would come out into the street without his, his, you know, without an entourage and, all that. Mm -hmm. and just talk to the parents, talk to the young people when there was an incident, when there was a fight, when there was an argument. And he really engaged the community in a way that was extraordinary. And it really created a certain level of trust. And that was very important. And I think that's the key, establishing that trust, not only with law enforcement, but also with the parents of those people, those young people that live in NYCHA developments. I think that that will create an, an atmosphere or a culture where they know, okay, you know what? It's not perfect, but we're safer than we were because there are people out here really paying attention because they care enough about us to be on the ground, boots on the ground. Right, right, absolutely. Thank right. Can I, can, can <laughs> I jump in there one like You wanna jump in, what are you saying? Let's hear you. Okay. First and foremost, when it comes to gun violence, it's very, very heartfelt and it's personal for me. Gun violence took away my mother. Mm. Gun violence mm. took away my wife. Gun wow. violence took away my daughter. Wow. So wow. for me, it's near and dear and it's personal. Wow. The problem here is the lack of accountability on so many parts, the mm. lack of working together, because this is a dynamic with so many moving parts. First and foremost, what we have to do is we have to find a way to partnership with parents. There's a lot of parents that are struggling to maintain the simple innate needs of their households, which is food, sheltering, much less being able to manage their children, what they do when they walk out that door. Parents need to inventory. They need to know where their children are, who they're with. Nice. And we can't put the burden on the parents either because Spanish Harlem, East Harlem, when I grew up, Peggy, you know, everybody here knows, we had a village mentality. We were our brothers and sisters keeper. Yeah. We took care of ours. Mm. I could tell you who was who, what was what? I could tell you a whole family tree of a person who happened mm -hmm. to be my neighbor three doors down. We don't have that mindset no more. And that's the village mentality we have to bring back. Yeah. Second, 
700 Strong Voices had offered to do part of this program with um, with this Section 3 program was a gun buyback, a guy, uh, excuse me, gun buyback program okay. where we offered to pay three months of your rent. We give you a voucher paying three months of your rent. $250 is not going to take a gun off the street. But if I pay three months of rent, I'm quite sure with those who are paying, especially high-end rents, that 12, 13, 14, I pay $1,600 a month and I live in the projects. Mm. If you so give it me- If I bring two guns, does that mean it's six months it, of rent? Just, <laughs> no, that's exactly right. One guy, oh my, yeah, 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 three yeah, months of rent. Great. Oh, wow. That's great. I'm coming in with four guns. I pay $1,600 a month. <laughs> Yeah. I'll bring your bazooka at that amount. <laughs> but but like Peggy said, you know, we have to create these partnerships. You know, mm-hmm. we live in a in in an in environment in a culture where it's the us against mentality. Yeah, we get nowhere that way. In unity, there is strength. Yes, and unfortunately, is. as long as we continue to operate divided, mm-hmm. we're not going to get far. There's right. people, and excuse me for saying this, and I'm going to be very forthcoming. I'm a priest. Mm-hmm. I'm here to love everyone. I don't care mm-hmm. what your denomination is. I don't care what your faith is. Because at the end of the day, we're all trying to get to one place. Amen. But if I have to sit down with the devil to get oh. what my people need, mm. so be it. Yeah. And that's the leadership that we are offering. It's time to bring skin in the game. It's time to bring this new energy. We can't continue with the same recipe and the same ingredients. It's time for new flavor. Yeah. Right. Amen. Yeah. Right. 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 It comes down to also each one teach one, right? At the end of the day, you know, we all have value. So we need to stop this giving that disvalue to right. people right. because I may know something and you may know something. And when we come together, we are so powerful. Right. But I think people get stuck with their titles and stuff like that. And and as I said before, and I remember Pastor saying, type you can do the work without the title at the end of the day so what's wrong with people doing the work because there needs to be boots an army is not an army of one right right. amen Amen. an army is an army of people that went through training this is real talk right you know what i'm saying Oorah, okay? Right. My Marines hear me. <laughs> they hear me. Right. They know right. me. Right. You know, right. but that's what it right. comes down to. Like, you know, Rock Rock knows some things that I don't know and vice versa. And when right. we together and doing stuff, even with here, right? We're stronger. Right, right, right. And, right. and that's right. what it's right. about. Right. It, it ain't about hating on my brother or sister. Let's be real. Right. I am sharp as I am. On that note, I just want to add um, that I'm really pleased that so many people have decided to run against me this year. I have three oh, okay. women, all from the East Harlem community, who have okay. chosen to run against me for my district leadership. And I welcome that. And I'll tell you why. I welcome that because, A, I believe in giving people a choice. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I also believe firmly that my accomplishments, the work that I've done, the constituency that I've built, the trust that people have instilled in me and given me is something that is of great value. So challenge should never be something that should rattle my cage. Amen. Mm. So what I say is, I am grateful that they are in the race. Mm. It only serves to enhance and bring to the forefront the, the spotlight on the accomplishments that I've been able to okay. bring to the forefront over the last 10, 12 years. And um, 
I wish them the best. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. there's no hater in me. Exactly. I say, you know what? People deserve a choice. And mm-hmm. if that's the You choice, said something interesting. And it. you said you didn't have to be in office to do the work. Not at all. And that's important. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You like, right. you know, you, 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 you high five to, my brother's to do the work, mm-hmm. to do the work. <laughs> you don't have to be in You're like, because ultimately the work for you is about the people, right? That's it's correct. about the people. Yeah. It should be about the people. That's you know correct. what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, I don't proclaim to be from one night from NYCHA. I didn't live in NYCHA. You know, I grew up outside of NYCHA. But when Stan brought me into the situation and he came on a podcast that I was doing yeah. way before we did mm-hmm. this, I sat there and I was astounded. I was, you know, I was, I didn't know anything of what was going on in NYCHA. Right. Mm-hmm. And it affected me in such a way that I was like, listen, Stan, you know, we got to do something about this. Something has to be done. You know, yeah. I wanted to be very active in the situation, you know, so, you know, and, and, so what I'm saying is you don't have to you don't have to live in NYCHA to fight for NYCHA. Not at all. Right. I don't live in right. NYCHA, but I fight we there. We have like, a whole lot of allies. Allies. You know, yeah. because because I know that, you know, I sent out I send out a, a blast and, you know, I'll get some replies on a blast that I'll send out sharing the show. Go, well, why would I watch this? I don't live in NYCHA. Well, mm. the reason why you should watch this is not because you're looking at the buildings. Right. You're looking at a human condition. Mm-hmm. You're looking Absolutely. at a human situation Humanity. that is inhumane. That's why you should be watching yep. this. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You don't have to be a part of this no. to, 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 to fight for the people, no. that, uh, the injustice right. Right. that's happening. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. Like, <laughs> a lot of you know, people. You have, never, you have never said it. No one has ever said it this eloquently. You're mm-hmm. absolutely correct. And it didn't take me knocking on hundreds of thousands of doors to figure out that this is a human condition that needs to be addressed. I don't live in NYCHA, mm-hmm. but I will fight for them with my last breath because right. it's not right. And what's not right will affect me too. Right. They live in my community. So what's happening to them is affecting me. What's happening to me is affecting them. They are small cities. When something yeah. is not right in that small city, it's going to overlap into everything else. So why don't we fix it? Right. Why don't we work together to make it right? Right. And the rest of us can then live and cohabitate together in sure. peace. Get some yeah. sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're essential, they yeah. essential workers, your municipality workers. Like, right. I mean, night is made up from police officers to you know, school teachers. I mean, you, you name it. Like and all know. people in NYCHA aren't poor. No, it's a bag of income. That's an assumption. Yeah, right. that is yeah. a wrong yeah. assumption. Yeah, a very wrong yeah. assumption. Yeah. There, right. I'm sorry. Yes, there, there is a, there's actually 11 designated mixed income buildings within the whole NYCHA system. Hmm. Well, you have people that come in with straight market rate rent. Really? Okay. Really. And I know they don't give that to the public. So when yeah, we're looking no, at people, it, say that. Wow. Okay. So you're saying there's 11 buildings that are designated that it's marked like if, like $2,400 is basically a three bedroom apartment in Queens and they're paying that. Is that yes. what? So is that yes. privatization or is no, that just no, NYCHA? That's, that's just NYCHA. No, that's just NYCHA, brother. And the reason why I'm privy to this, the reason why I'm privy to this is because of. I currently still work in city government. So you know how this goes. When you work in city government, you get to hear things, you get to see things. Yeah. You get to know things. And this is the reason why I've been able to find resources for East Harlem. Mm. And with Peggy as a strong leader, you know, we're looking at so many great things and not just for nature, because to be honest with you, my big thing has always been section three, promote section three. Mm. Absolutely. You know, right now section three is 15, 15 cents a dollar. We were able to do the lighting system 
in Wagner houses with 80% on the dollar, we were able to hire so many residents yeah. from public housing. That's great. So, yeah. so there's 15 cents on the dollar is not doing nothing because I could bring 50 guys from Long Island and hire one resident to work three days a week. That's not changing nothing. We need to hire our people to work on their development. Right, 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 right. But looking at this on the outside in, not being a NYCHA resident, those buildings that have been designated for market rent is just part of the blueprint to privatize in the end mm -hmm. anyway. Why would you designate buildings for right, market rent right, when you right. have so many needy families Absolutely. that are either homeless or in need of some sort of assistance, housing assistance, mm -hmm. and yet you're, you're marking buildings for market rent. Right. And you know, in the end, I don't care how much money we throw at NYCHA, if they don't change the way that they do business, no amount of money is going to fix the problem. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Someone in the chat room said uh, about the Hudson Yards. Let's see. Uh, and that came from, let me see, let me see. I'll probably be dead because I said this. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, uh, the United Front Against Displacement. They said, hey, hey, hey. Quick hey shout comrades. They give say, them some. Yeah, let me give them some real quick. He said, quite disturbing, if not so surprising, to hear NYCHA had some financial stake in the Hudson Yards development. Maybe some of us can work together on investigating that. And you're absolutely right. It should be investigated. And because yes. we have to we have to stop thinking you, you, you got to start thinking a little smarter with this thing. Mm -hmm. Money doesn't disappear. It's reallocated. Right. So where was it reallocated to? Right. Right. So I'm telling you, you know, mm -hmm. hint, hint. Take a look that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I'm saying that to you because it was a conversation that I was involved in about that. So, right. you know, take a look that way and look in other places because you're not it, it isn't. You got to remember something. If you're dealing with people that 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 no money, then they're going to take that money. So it makes more money. Right. They're not just going to put it in their pocket and be like, I, I brought a house and whatever. They're going to take that money and go, OK, we got five million here and this was allocated towards Nitro. Where can we put this? to make this grow. Mm -hmm. That's what they're going to do. That's a, that's a, they're going to invest it in something. So you got to you got to follow the money trail. And that's where I think the the auditors fail to really look. You know what I'm saying? It went somewhere. So where did it go? That's really it doesn't disappear. I'm telling you all that. Mm. Some of that money is in your face right now and you're seeing it. Right. 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 For that. That's what I'm, I'm also wondering why the people's lawyer has not gotten deep involved into what goes on in NYCHA. And when I say the people's lawyer, I'm talking about the attorney general. Just James, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that that's, is a good question, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, the attorney general is a powerful person. And, you know, all of the studies that came out, the investigation about the lead poison, just all this stuff, even with the with, what uh, Scott Stringer does with, right. you know, all of his reports, like, there needs to be a real investigation. And then people also need to go to jail. Right. But you yeah. have to investigate. Right. You got to investigate first. And then yeah. Dude, let's find, go through the due process, right? right? And, then, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and put people behind bars yeah. once they find. But she has the power. Yeah. She has the power. Which, which further promotes the farce, mm -hmm. right? Because you run and investigate a politician. You, we, invent, we had a big investigation uh, with the Donald Trump situation. Huge investigation about him with Russia. But the issue that affects us directly, directly, because Russia does not affect us directly, right? What he did doesn't affect us directly, but the 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 the, 
what's going on in NYCHA that affects us directly. There's no investigation. There's right. no huge investigation on the allegations of corruption. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We're not doing any of that. Authority. You have to investigate the whole the, the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And and no one's calling for that investigation. You see, that's not so many of us have. That's why there's a problem with the system. Nobody's listening. Now I think they're listening, but I think that what's going on is these guys are sort of like the majority of that is they're all in pocket, right? And I think they're trying to wear us down in the end. I think in the end, what they're trying to do is like, you know what? They're going to fight. They're going to scream. We're not going to really do anything about it, but we'll, we'll we'll toss little crumbs at it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, and eventually, they'll stop. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened to Cabrini Houses in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I'm saying? Why? They just knocked that down just and, and did the whole deal. There's no there's no housing projects in Chicago. Right. right? So what I'm they saying is, you guys are right, but I think that needs to be a voice that comes from everybody, that we demand a investigation from the AG. That's well, what I'm we, saying. Well, we should actually make that a, a call. A call to we, um, yeah, that's a call to action. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's also, they're going to have to peel back. They're going to have to look back, you know? So it's not just, it just, just it didn't just start here. Right, no, right? it's been going so, on for quite some time. Exactly, and that's the whole factor, so... They threw millions at Donald Trump to investigate him. They throw millions at, at politicians to investigate right. him. Right. Right. And waste time. I didn't care what he did. He was elected. It was like, ah, whatever. You did what you did. But what's happening with my people? So all that money that went into that Mueller investigation, you know what I'm saying? Which led to nothing, unfortunately. Right, right, right. Could have been put into NYCHA. It could have been put into an investigation huh? into NYCHA that would have been for the betterment of the people. Or public housing around or the public country. Public housing around the country. It's happening mm-hmm. everywhere, right. not just in New York. Nationally. This is right. a national problem. Absolutely. Yep. Right? So that's all For sure. For sure. All right, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I rock, 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 rock <laughs> on the road. Rock is logic. Mm-hmm. Rock is logic. <laughs> Go ahead, John. No. Okay. Yes, tell me. The problem with this is, and you're very, very, very right on the money. There needs to be an investigation. But the problem here is that there's a bureaucracy in this quasi-government entity. Yep. That's the problem here. Because even though NYCHA may be city-owned, there's still state funding and then there's federal funding. So what happens is, is, is the round circle of pointing fingers, mm-hmm. the musical chairs. So unless we get not just the attorney general, unless we get the federal attorney general, mm-hmm. unless we get all these five DAs together to all sit down and start doing a formal investigation where they have a joint task force and they're ready to prosecute because the bottom line is, if they're not ready to prosecute, this is just smoke and mirrors. Exactly. Right. It's a waste right. of time, right. money, right. and resources. Yep. That's right. Yep. That's the problem here. So everyone's going to point the finger and blame each other. We all know in this last administration, a lot of missed opportunities. The administration before that, a lot of missed opportunities. And it's going to continue to be this way unless we send someone to jail. Absolutely. Unless someone goes to jail, mm-hmm. someone pays for the sins. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I, I always say a child should never pay for the sins of their father. But in this case, you're going to have to pay for that. Because too right. many kids right now suffering from asthma. We have diabetes. Yeah. We have chronic obstruction pulmonary disease. Cardiac arrest on the rise in our nature development. Lead base, asbestos. Mm. Yep. Peggy Morales and I were doing a walkthrough. We walked through mm. Jefferson houses and it was terrible. 
Yeah, I've been there. Oh my God. Mm. The doors don't even the doors don't even work in the staircase. If there's a fire, God forbid, that whole floor is gone. Wow. You know how many body bags and this could have been prevented with a simple functioning door? We couldn't yeah. open the doors. We wow. literally had we couldn't kick them open. We couldn't push them open. Staircase. Nothing we could do. That people on that floor, God bless them, would be dead. Wow. Wow. And we documented wow. each building we went through. And we and let me tell you something, we went through about seven thousand doors. Wow. Mm. And wow. we document it. We have a long list here that we already formulated to make an official complaint. Wow. I mean, it seems that that That's would be what, you know, and, and, I, and I hate to sound a little yeah. crazy, yeah. but it seems like something like that would have to be an immediate fix. Right, because that's a that's that's a fire safety issue, Absolutely. right? Which the fire department is a part of, right? That that's their deal, and that would be like, okay, we can't wait a week on this. We can't wait another hour on this. This has to be nope. fixed immediately. That's what I would think would happen. As I've worked in many nightclubs and had the fire department shut it down for <laughs> for violations, right? You know what I'm saying? So you talking about a building yeah. where this might be a problem? That would Come seem on. like that that's would be an immediate outrageous. call to action. Take yeah. us back to the Happy Land incident. Right? That's all. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, we're clubbing yeah. back then makes sense. So all right. Okay. Yep. Oh damn, we've done the hour plus. Yeah. That was quick. Closing yeah. remarks from both of them, of course. It was quick. Please, uh, ladies first, Becky. Ladies Go. first. So I just like to say um, again, thank you for having me. This has really been a great opportunity that you've provided me with to reach out to not only NYCHA developments, but everyone who's listening. You know, the, NYCHA is our collective problem, and we collectively need to come together and make sure that we make it work and that we fix it. So I want to say that. Apart from that, I want to encourage people to come out and vote June 22nd. Primaries are very important because you get to decide who your local representation consists of, and that's significant. Much more important than the people that are in Washington, D.C. This is local. You can go to their door. You knock right. on their door. You ask for help. If they don't give you the help you need, you vote for someone else the next time. Yes. So um, I'm encouraging people, of course, to vote for, my, for me. Again, I'm Peggy Morales. I am the standing district leader within the 68th assembly district in part B. I am running as a co-leader with my friend and former club member, Kelmi Rodriguez. And for me, it is a real honor to represent the East Harlem community. I thank them for this opportunity and whatever the outcome, I am still here for you, still fighting for you, still working for you. Thank you. Awesome. Kelmi. Powerful I'm, I'm about to give a standing ovation for that one. That was good. You want Zoom stand up? <laughs> That's it. Everyone, I thank you for affording us the opportunity to be here today. It is great to have this dialogue because a lot of people are not aware of the current climate. They're not aware of the situations that our brothers and sisters are living in. You know, I hear a lot of people, well, you know, you care about nature. No, I just don't care about nature. I care about everyone. But for so many years, have people of color have been oppressed and marginalized, people in public housing have been as well. Systematically, they've taken away our homes and right under their noses and people don't see it. A thief cannot steal what you freely give. So mm. when it comes to the rat, mm. when it comes to the pack, when it comes to blueprint, it's the same recipe, different ingredients. Mm. And I'm gonna say this again, it's just a different way of finessing the words. Mm, I'm right. hoping you guys are tired of being tired and you decide you want change in your communities. It's time to fire people. You have the God-given right to reposition people in your lives. Mm. If you have a man at home, he ain't doing right by you, he got to go out the door. You got mm. a woman right by you not doing right, they got to go too. Guess Preach. what? 
Some of these elected officials got to go. And I'm mm. going to be your next Democratic district in the 68th Assembly District. And if you pick me with Peggy, I tell you one thing. You'll be taking my leash off. Mm. You're going to give me teeth. Wow. God bless you, everyone, okay. and everywhere. All right. Big shout to DMX, baby. Yeah. That was whoa, 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 whoa. Bring the dog out. That was heavy right there. That was heavy. That's it. Quick commercial break real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> Next uh, Sunday, the 27th, they have the Stop the Violence March that's starting on uh, 2nd Avenue and 125th Street by the Wagner Houses, and it's ending on 96th Street, 97th Street, or 99th Street in the Washington Houses, and this is the Stop the Violence uh, March that's happening that everyone is invited to participate in. Um, There'll be music once you get to Washington Houses, um, that uh, that um, that event is being put on uh, by Mi Gente, My People, which is Claudia C.C. Perez. And everyone is invited to participate in that because it is about the violence that's happening to our children in the hood, Absolutely. in the neighborhood. And they are taking and, 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 and they are and we are taking our streets back on that. So that's next Sunday. And it starts at two o'clock, 125th and 2nd Avenue right by Wagner. So just wanted to say that because we'll be on after that. Well, we'll actually be on during that actually happening. Right, right, right. So I wanted to make sure that we got that in. Yes. Well, um, I'll be uh, having my meeting uh, tomorrow. I'm definitely looking for a great turnout of young people. Uh, We're gonna bring the word out, not just about the blueprint rap, but also all the overdevelopment happening in Astoria. There's buildings popping up over there left and right. Um, they're incredibly luxurious, high rent, but we can't get none, no justice for Astoria houses. So we're going to come out there and uh, the residents are going to express their rage. You know, they're upset about their resident council president. And so they're going to um, let, let the folks know that they, the residents, even though the resident council president is for the blueprint, that they are not. So we're looking for a great turnout and a good event. All right, cool. Okay. Um, so I, Sandra I. Coleman, Personally, personally, personally endorse Peggy A. Morales and Calmy Rodriguez for district leader of 68 AD Part B. This is my endorsement directly to you two. Y'all are doing great work. I back you all 100%. I am citywide, so I come from the Boogie Down Bronx. I live on the Upper East Side, but I'm connected throughout the city. I have people in East Harlem and, and all over, so... I personally endorse you both, and I will continue to tell people to vote for you all. I know June 22nd is going to be a big day. and Tuesday, up, y'all. Tuesday. Finishing up the votes. Mm-hmm. And um, so best wishes to you all. And, and get out and vote. Yes. Uh, we do not have a concrete guest for Sunday. Somebody that I am have connected with. They're checking about if they can come on a podcast because of conflict of interest. Okay. Mm. So got to respect that. But um, they are a resident council president, but because of the work they do. So they have to check to see if they can come on. Mm. Um, and lastly, I will say, as Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. Mm-hmm. So if you have my number and you have something to say to me, don't try to insult me on this on this podcast chat, call me. All right, one night to one people. One One night night to one one people. people. (laughs) We lifting off. Bye bye.